You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Amen, amen. Well, did anybody come to hear what God wants to say to them today? I know I did. I'm telling you, I believe God is just doing some amazing things. And once again, my name is Adonis Lindsay. I am the new lead pastor here at Bridges Nashville and it has just been an honor and a pleasure to step in here and to, to meet a lot of the team and meet a lot of the people and continue to dream and see what God wants to do next, right? Because I believe when God does something, it's always with a purpose and it's always with the taking that next step. So look at your neighbor and say, what's next for you? Oh, come on. Say it like you mean it. What's next for you? There you go. If you're online, come on. Tell somebody in the room you're watching with what's next for you? And as we, as we talk about that, and, and we're just in this season, guys, of, of transition, we're in this season of, God, what's next? And there's some words God began to speak to me, and, you know, we hear this said a lot, said often, uh, but God's getting ready to do a new thing. Everybody say, new thing. And so when we, when we hear that, and when you start talking about a new thing, that first tendency is to, to let go of the old thing, and, and we have these things that we kind of go over in our mind, let go and let God. You ever heard that statement? Yeah, let go and let God. Or how about let go of negative people? Anybody ever do that in your life? Okay, let go of the past. Anybody ever had the past kind of taunt you and haunt you and, and kind of keep you stuck and you got to get to that place where you've got you've to let it go? Uh, how about let go of a bad attitude? Come on, I know, I know everybody in this room, you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, never had a bad attitude in your life. not talking about anybody in this room, but maybe you're watching, on, we're talking about our online campus, come on. You're watching online, you, you probably had a bad attitude at one point in your life, and you had to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I got to let that attitude go. Or how about let go of what didn't happen? Anybody ever had this great expectation? We were praying and believing, and we were convinced God was going to answer that prayer. And when it didn't happen, we got stuck. And we had to get to a place, we got to let go of what didn't happen. And the last one I want to talk about is every now and then, God may call you to let go of a good thing. And that's when it gets kind of hard. Maybe it's a good thing that God brought into your life, but, but he's saying, hey, I've got something else for you. And we can get stuck holding on to a good thing. Isaiah 42, verse 9. I'll, I'll wait. I hear some pages already turning. Or, or you got your phone scrolling. Open up that Bible app. And uh, I want to read this. And then we're going to dive into the scripture. Isaiah 42, verse 9. This is where God is saying, Behold, the former things. Everybody say former things. He said, The former things have come to pass. And new things. Everybody say new things says, new things I declare. I'm going to read it one more time till I get it. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. And I love this. Even as we've been in transition here, and I was talking to Pastor Curtis yesterday, we were uh, talking about just the goodness of God and how God has orchestrated all this. And when you read that scripture, I want to kind of give you a different angle to look at that. Because we can look at that and say, well, behold, the former things have come to pass, 
and new things I now declare. That is not God giving us the, the, the privilege or the right to throw away the former. He just makes a statement, the former things have come to pass. And I don't think there's anybody in this room here today or you watching online that you can't sit down and find a place where God has done something good for you. Come on. We can all search back. No matter what season we're currently in, we can find that place where God has done something good for us. But I love this because God is calling it the former. So just because it's the former doesn't mean it's a bad thing. He's not saying, you know what, I, I messed up, so I got to erase that. No, that's not God. But he's brought something into your life, and he's just simply saying the former things, those, those things that I put in your spirit and you were dreaming about, those things have come to pass, meaning they've happened. I've done them for you. But now... I'm about to declare something new. See, with God, guys, it's not out with the old and in with the new. The old is actually the former that God is, has been a launching pad into the new. Once again, it means God has done some great things in your life and they have come to pass. And now it's time to keep moving on to what's next. not a negative connotation that God is giving when he's saying the, the, the former things have come to pass. He's just letting us know I'm about to do something new in our lives, in our world, in our church today. He's about to do something new. Now, as humanity steps in, anybody ever had humanity step in? Because we're people. So humanity steps in, and sometimes humanity has a a hard time of, of making adjustments and letting go. And, you know, many years ago, when I say many years ago, my son's 11, he's about to turn 12, but how old was Grayson when he started T-ball? Four? Four years old. Everybody say four years old. Four. He was just four. He was down here. And, and right before he started T-ball, you know, the panic sets in. It's like, oh, my dad, I got to teach him how to hit a ball, David. I got to get out there and teach him. So daddy went and got him this little, we had this little Nerf bat. And so with this Nerf bat, I spent months teaching Grayson how to hit the ball with this bat. I had a little wiffle ball and had this Nerf bat. And, you know, I'm real proud of myself. Like, man, I'm teaching. He's, he's hitting it and he's hitting it. And, and then we signed him up for T-ball. And we're still out in the backyard playing with this Nerf bat, hitting the little wiffle balls. And it dawned on me. Everybody say it dawned on me. <laughs> it dawned on me like when he goes in the T-ball in a couple weeks, he can't use this Nerf bat. It's like, so, so I did what any other dad would have done. I was excited. It's like, oh, man, this is my firstborn. It's my son. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go get him a, a real bat. Now, no, I didn't go online and buy no $300 bat. I went to Walmart, okay? I went to Walmart, and I got him a bat. And I was excited looking at the bat. He, was, he, he wasn't even there with me, but I was excited. And it's like, man, I'm going to get him a bat, and he's going to love it. And, and I get home, Curtis, and I got the bat hidden. And he comes on home, and I said, Grayson, I got you something. 
I'll be right back. Showed him this bat. He kind of just looked at it. Now, I'm excited. And I expected him to be excited. <laughs> so I'm like, Grayson, this is the bat you're going to use in a couple weeks in T-ball. And he's still kind of looking puzzled and dazed. And I'm like, okay, is this kid going to get excited or <laughs> what? So I said, let's go out in the backyard. So we go out in the backyard. I give him this bat, and I get a real baseball. And I'm kind of just I'm putting it on the tee for him. And all of a sudden, he doesn't even take a swing with this bat. You know what he tells me? He said, Dad, I'll be right back. Puts the bat down, and he goes back and grabs what? The old bat. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, Grayson, you can't, you can't use this bat because you're going to another level. You've been in the backyard with daddy, but you're about to go into the real thing, and you cannot use this bat. And he said, no, I want to use this bat. So I happened to argue with a four-year-old. Anybody ever done that? That's just, it's not pleasant. It's not fun. You question your own parenthood. And you question if you even know what you're doing as a parent. So I'm arguing with the four-year-old. That took about 30 minutes of going back and forth. And finally, I said, Grace, they are not going to let you play with this bat. And I said, "All the now I'm trying to guilt him. I said, Daddy went to Walmart and paid good money for this bat. And you're trying to tell me you're not going to use it? That didn't work. Then I was like, Grayson, now I'm trying to shame him. You know, yes, I questioned my own parent ability. I said, Grayson, all the other kids going to laugh at you. Come on. Des I had a desperate time here. Because <laughs> then I felt like, okay, I'm not being a good parent. I didn't transition him the correct way. But I'm like, all the other kids going to laugh at you, son. That's what you want? You go for it. So we went about 30 minutes, and finally I convinced him to go with this bat. What was I doing? I was trying to walk out Scripture. Behold, the former things have come to pass. It's not bad. It was something I didn't throw it out because we still got the bat, right? But it was a reminder, hey, there was a season for this, and it got you to where you needed to be. And if you don't let it go and grab a hold of the new thing, you will stay stuck where you are. And I believe God comes along every now and then, and he begins to stir up different people. And he begins to tell us that something is about to happen. Amen? He does. God doesn't let, you know what, when you're walking with God, if you, listen, if you're watching online, this is for you. When you're walking with God, God doesn't let things blindside you. When he's getting ready to transition or do something in your life, it's not going to come out of nowhere. He will speak to you. As we go back to Isaiah 42.9, let me read that, and I'll read the next part of that. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Then it goes on to say, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Let me thank God for that. Amen. Before they happen, God says, I tell you of them. 
And it takes me back, because we've been in this transition, but it takes me back to when me and Pastor Curtis first started talking, and even before we entered into conversation with one another, God had already been talking to us individually. Right, Pastor Curtis? He was already stirring Curtis over there of transition that was happening. And this was months before you even let it out of your mouth. God started showing him and showing him. And then exactly with me, it was months, a couple years probably. God was kind of prodding me and, and telling me uh, something's about to spring forth. And he told me in advance that I knew something was about to happen. I knew I was going to have to let go of something, whether it was my fears, my doubts, because so many times we can talk ourselves out of accepting the new thing because we let fear, doubt creep in, and we start questioning, do I even have what it takes? Am I the right person? Or we can sit there and just listen to what God is saying to us and just accept it. He said, before I even do this, I'm going to tell you all about it. And as he tells us all about it, it still puts us back in that position of trusting him with the unknown. Of trusting him with what's next. Look at your neighbor and say, what's next for you? I told you. What's next for you? If you're online, listen, there's, there's something that God is stirring on the inside of you. And, 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 and you know, I get a lot of messages uh, from people online that have started tuning in and they're just saying, you know, I just feel like God is re-stirring something on the inside of me. And I just get ready for some great things to happen. Isaiah 43, 18. Isaiah 43, 18. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Now, this is where, going back to my son, because when we get in these transitions, God says, do not remember the former things. Because so many times, you remember when the children of Israel were freed and they came up against the first adversity? They started talking about, well, we should have just stayed in Egypt. And so many times when God releases us and pushes us to the next thing he has for us, it will be that, that first uh, uh, fall back to safety when we remember the old and we can get stuck in the old. It doesn't mean the old or former was bad. It just means that was a place of success maybe that God had took you to, but now it's time to move forward. And you know, in life, you come across a lot of people that can get stuck in their current success. That's one of the things I love about Pastor Curtis and, and just because I get that, just his, and that took God to move on your heart and, and, and have those conversations, but to realize, and Curtis, I just want to honor you again, man, just your, you and your family, man, the sacrifices that you made to start this from ground zero. Come on, let's give Curtis a hand clap. I'm telling you, dude, to start this from ground zero. That took faith to even do that and to build it up to a place of success 
and now he's got his baby, and now he's about to hand it off. But it took those God conversations to get our humanity out of the way and to allow the new thing to happen. We can't stay stuck in our success when God is shifting and transitioning. That's why he comes along. Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. God is, is, is doing something new. How many know God's always moving? And even the former thing in your life, if God had anything to do with it, that was a good thing in your life. But then God is like, okay, they're ready for the next level. They're ready for the next step. They're ready for the next stage. And then he needs willing vessels. You know, it's something that, that, that I've, I've learned to, to implement in my own life. And, and when you see certain uh, maybe athletes or people reach a certain level of success, and it's easy if we're not involved in that. We think, man, they're just, they're just so gifted. You ever said that? You see a, a sports athlete, oh, they're just so gifted and talented. And, or, man, they're lucky to be able to, to play that sport like that. Now, they know luck had nothing to do with it. They even know their gifting doesn't really have everything to do with it. But they realize they got to put in the work and they got to practice and they got to hone in that skill. And, you know, uh, one, of, one of my athletes that I watch is, is Tiger Woods, and, and I just I love his work ethic. And, you know, he had won this one tournament and the announcers were talking about him and they were saying now. Now, the thing about Tiger, they said even though he's won this one tournament, they said this evening, now he'll celebrate for a moment, but this evening he's going to be back out at the practice range practicing for several hours because you knew I can't stay stuck in my current success. I got to keep moving forward. Everybody say move forward. Come on, say like you mean it online. Move forward. There we go. Now, verse 19, God says, Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What is he saying? This new thing that I'm doing, I've got you covered. Even when you hit some resistance or some, some hard places, God said, I'll make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. What is he saying? I'm going I'm to be that supply for you. I'm going to meet the need for you. It's springing forth. It's coming. It's, it's about to happen. And I think God gives us that extra to say, it's not dependent on you. It's really dependent on me. I just need willing vessels to step up to the plate and say, God, we're with you. Let's do this new thing together. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. And I believe we're in that now season, Pastor Curtis. I believe, I believe the, the former things of success that God has brought bridges to this point. I believe in my heart that as we have said, yes, Lord, it, it took us to say yes, <laughs> When we were, I was talking to Pastor Curtis in the beginning, and I would say, you know, hey, we're, we're in this dialogue. I said, but let's just say potential. Remember? I said, I don't want to fully commit. Let's walk this thing out. So we'll just use the term that Adonis is a potential person that we're looking at. But when we said yes, and Pastor Curtis said yes, that's when the grace comes. 
That's when God supplies that grace to move you forward. I remember I was telling my wife the other day, I said, I don't even feel stressed out. But that's that grace. When you say yes to the new thing, God brings in that supply. He makes the road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, meaning you're not going to be exhausted. You're not going to get lost on this journey. Even if you make a left turn and you should have turned right, God said, I got your back. I got you covered. I'll, I'll cut a road in that wilderness. I, I, I will give you a way through. Just stick with me. When you feel like you're getting exhausted and you're getting tired, I'll, I'll, I'll make that river come in the middle of your desert. It's going to replenish you and restore you. Anybody ever been almost exhausted because of heat? Yes, we have been, you know. And I remember one day I was out cutting the yard, and, and, and I'm kind of weird when it comes to, uh, I like to sweat when I'm working out because it makes me feel like I'm doing something. It does. And so one, 